0: I tell you what. Now, does that mean we're supposed to hit Alan in the face or Alan hits us in the face? I don't
1: know. No, I heard it and it was hit me in the face. Alan Sliwa volunteering and I'm here. Okay. I'm here for it. All right.
0: Well, can we get Alan back in the studio? I mean... It's taking the day off. This I didn't realize that was an option. The last time I saw him, um, just punching people. You get some of that aggression out. Andy, um, you know, uh, uh, after you finish Christmas, everybody's very aggressive now.
1: Well, Laker fans actually, after the Christmas they had, some of them are actually pretty aggressive and looking to do a little bit of face punching. Yeah, we will talk a lot about what happened on Saturday and how Russell
0: Westbrook ruined Christmas. Russell Westbrook, who has played pretty well over the last you know, three, four weeks or whatever it is. But uh the slide, Andy, the Lakers are on currently five games and, and God help us all, it <laughs> doesn't end tomorrow in Houston. Um, you know, to answer Morales's question in the in the intro there, uh the the, the fix is go to Houston and play. But if it doesn't work, oh dear God. I want to let you know ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Be a part of Travis and Sleawood Nation on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. They have their own nation now, Andy. Uh, ESPN Nation is presented by Dr. Pepper. College football is back, and so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. So a lot of Lakers coming up over the course of uh, the show until 1 o'clock. But let's start with happier things. Things that make us feel good, things that make us feel satisfied, coming out of the Christmas holiday, the Los Angeles, the Los Angeles Rams,
1: Andy, are going back to the playoffs. Yes, they are. They are officially in, courtesy a thirty to twenty-three win in Minnesota. Huge, huge victory over the Vikings. Huge in terms of punching their ticket to the postseason. Huge in terms of maintaining a role that they... punch been. their ticket like you get to punch Alan Sliwa in the face. Yes, yeah, a lot of punching going on. A lot of <laughs> a lot of happy punching, a lot of aggressive punching, a lot of punching because for some reason uh, one of the hosts volunteered for it. But either way, man, this is... <laughs> he's good. a team player. Well, this is good though right now with the Rams because, again, beyond the fact that they're back in the postseason, which has pretty much been the standard during the Sean McVay era since, he, since he's taken over, um, I don't think they've actually had... Even anything lower than what was it? Nine and seven. Looking one it up. year. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I, I was going to say I. I think they have been above 500 every year under McVeigh because the one year eleven they, and four,
0: ten and six, nine and seven, thirteen and three, eleven and five. Yeah, and the six. the one year that they missed
1: the playoffs. They I read act, that backwards. Sorry, eleven and five, thirteen and three, nine and seven, ten and six, eleven and four. E- either way, when they missed the playoffs, they were above 500. That so is correct. They have never had a losing record under McVeigh, and there was that period where. You know, things were starting to look a little bit dicey. They lost three in a row. They brought in Odell Beckham Jr. He didn't seem to be fitting. They lost Robert Woods, mm-hmm. and you were wondering, and and all the COVID stuff that, like, oh by the way, yeah, like that every like team, like thirty guys or right. twenty guys on the on the COVID restricted list. Yeah, even by the standards of what a lot of teams, not just in the NFL but throughout sports, have been going no, through. No, they the, were on the bad end of the it. The yeah. Rams got hit hard and you were wondering like okay where is this heading and the answer seems to be so far back on the right track.
0: Well, I mean look, there were there were a lot of things that made I think, you know, I was watching just watching the game like a normal human being does on you know on a Sunday, had the laptop open, you know, following the commentary on Twitter and all that kind of stuff and people are all over the place, you know, and it really comes down to the quarterback, you know, when the quarterback plays well, people are happy. When the quarterback doesn't play well, people freak out. And Stafford was not good Sunday. He wasn't awful. He wasn't catastrophically bad. And he wasn't bad the entire game. But this was not a good Matt Stafford game relative to what he's been doing over the course of the year. 197 yards uh, in total, 21 of 37 through three picks. And it could have been more. Um, I There are two ways to look at this you could be concerned that stafford was as shaky as he was and say yeah well they got a, a, a their first punt return since tavon austin 6 years ago um so you can't rely on that and you know if they if they don't get you know a minnesota team with kirk cousins or what find every every caveat that you want they maybe they don't win that game i look at it the other way i think that it's an, an incredibly good sign for the Rams, that Stafford wasn't very good. And they went into Minnesota. And the Vikings don't suck. They're not great, but they don't suck. And that's a difficult place to play. Those fans are incredibly loud. Minnesota had a ton to play for. Um, they were down Andrew Whitworth. Their uh, Brian Allen, their center, went out first quarter, I believe yeah, it was. Yeah, it was very early. They had to reshuffle the entire offensive line, including putting a guy who I'm not sure they even knew was on the team in at left tackle. Like they had moved guys around so the ent- four of the five positions on the offensive line were shuffled around and they still won. And I think we're really in control for most of the game. And so I was really impressed with what they did rather than being worried about
1: about Stafford particularly. Yeah, one thing that's been interesting right now looking at their game logs over the last four games on four game winning streak is that Stafford has been less prolific Each game, like it's been incrementally less prolific in terms of his total passing yards. And, you know, going from the first game against Jacksonville, 295 to this one, 197. And they've continually been going downward as they've been actually winning games. So to your point, obviously going down,
0: not necessarily in a way that indicates that he's playing poorly. He was good against. He was good against Seattle. He was good against Arizona. He was good against Jacksonville.
1: Right. But but the point being, though, he's been less prolific. During each game, during this period where they keep winning. So to the point that you've been making, it could speak to them not needing him to be going off on these type of games. Like Matt Stafford actually carrying them game by game because they don't have any other option. We're
0: going to we'll get into it like Stafford has a short playoff record. Mm-hmm. Uh, when he was back with the Lions, three times he went to, went to the playoffs with the Lions. So, we're, and we'll get into some of this all one and the course the, over the course of the show. When he was with them, if Matt Stafford wasn't awesome, the Lions didn't win, and it was particularly against good opponents in the playoffs. The difference now, with <laughs> well, the,
1: everybody. I mean, to be fair, pretty much everybody they ever played by definition in the playoffs was better than them.
0: Yes. Like when the Lions made the playoffs. It wasn't as some sort of NFC central juggernaut. Yeah, I mean yeah, it was yeah. it,
1: it was frankly shocking. It was like a it was a shocking NFC turn of North, events sorry. that you have the Lions in the playoffs. Right. I mean and, and so, you know, when
0: they win the North or they get in as a wild card. Like you know it was always a wild card. It was always a wild card. And so <laughs> win the North I know, I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> Clown? <laughs> they didn't win the North <laughs> We the North,
0: um, so like look up when it's last different. Time and the, the biggest difference is they ran the ball thirty three times on Sunday, uh, with you know twenty seven of those with Sony Michelle, and like that, you know the, the the cry from Rams fans is always, you know why you stop, why abandon the run, why Joe, you, you know they've found something with a four quarter running game with Michelle where they recognize every carry in the first quarter is designed to make the fourth quarter running game better because Stafford talked about it after the game nobody likes tackling Sony Michelle In the fourth quarter. That dude is heavy. Mm -hmm. Like he is a heavy, heavy run. Not super shifty. He's not gonna break off the sixty five yard run where, you know, the 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 ESPN, like they show the highlight, and they do the miles per hour like he's a cheetah or something like that. Like they don't do that with Sony Michelle, but by the fourth quarter, you just don't want to tackle the dude. And that's changed the way the Rams can do their offense. And McVay, to his credit, is not over clevering it. Like he did not over clever, I thought, much of anything. In,
1: in Sunday's game. I would say there was one element where I think he over-clevered uh, this game, and I would say he has a tendency to over-clever uh, oh, a lot over the things. course of this. Well, no, but this particular thing – over the course of the season before we get to that by the way the last time the lions won the north brian it wasn't the north probably <laughs> well, 1990 the last time they won their division okay. whatever you want to call it <laughs> right 1993 matt stafford was five <laughs> so it was not with matt stafford understand who uh, was their quarterback in 1993 uh, god i don't know I'll, i will look that up uh as i filibuster but I would like to see it was Sean. Rodney Pete. Yes, yes! There, there we LA go. Legend, Rodney nice. Pete. Thank you, Funchie. Nicely done. But yeah, 1993. That's the last time the Lions have finished god first. Damn, I was
0: in high school in 1993. They are a terrible, terrible Dude. team. Yeah. Oh my god. Yes. Like this is when, this is the sort of thing, and I don't expect like Laker fans, for example, to like to, to adopt this sort of humility and appreciation because part of what makes <laughs> yeah okay. part of what makes being a Lakers fan I don't even fan, need you to finish the sentence. No, it's, not, it's not it's not going to happen. <laughs> so I mean I'm not. but like part of what makes being a Lakers fan fun, increasingly being a Rams fan fun is the incredibly annoying sense of entitlement mm-hmm. that makes everyone else hate you. If you hum- if you're humble in the fa- you know what, man? They've had it so bad. Look at a place like Detroit. Like it's, I. We should just be thankful for what we. Then what's the fun in that? So yeah, but like God damn, the last time they won a division yeah. was
1: 1993. So again, uh, like I was saying before, by definition, every time Matt Stafford and his Lions were in the playoffs, they were, <laughs> at minimum... They were the underdog. Yes. On the road. Yes. Uh, a road dog. I'm pretty sure every single one of those games, I- I'll double check, I'm pretty right. sure they but were But go, go back road. to McVeigh. I would like to see him run the ball more in the red zone. He does not run the ball a whole lot in the red zone. I would like to see him do that more, particularly in a game like this one. But it's not the first time it's happened, where the run game is dominating. And in this particular one, Sunday, Matt Stafford is not at his absolute sharpest. They did it. Well, I mean, they did it on the
0: first drive because yeah, Michelle I scored. Believe that
1: was the last time they did it.
0: Well, no, and they did it in the and they did it in the second half.
1: Um, not often. They did not do it often.
0: They didn't. It wasn't as effective, also in the second half, as it was. You know, running when they got closer to the end zone. Um, the the big place where they didn't were was that you know that second drive where Stafford almost threw the you know through the the what I thought was his worst pass of the day It didn't get picked, uh, but it was the one into triple coverage on Cooper Cup in the corner of the end zone. It got away with, to say the least, got away with it. Um, but yeah, but like when I think of, you know. Sean McVay over clevering it's the Johnny Hecker fake punch like a few weeks ago like where where you just do things like that was entirely too complicated don't do that like Sean McVay generally speaking is a really really bright guy who can come up with incredibly clever things and what he should do is say what is the most clever and interesting thing I can do in this situation and then do whatever is fourth on that list dial it back. And so I thought the play calling, generally speaking, on, on sure. Sunday was pretty good.
1: I mean, I'm mean, i just saying, that is that is one area where I would like... Because, again, it's not just about but the But if
0: that's, if that's your nitpick, I would say the
1: Rams are in really good shape. Sure. I, I'm not saying they're in bad shape, but just in terms of things I would like to see more of. Because, mm-hmm. again, this is not just Minnesota. This is period. I would like to see more willingness to run as a first and steady option in the red zone more often. That's it. That's, but I, I
0: see that as a, as a as a positive. so that's you just you uh, overall, yes, I agree with you. i I am are you looking at at Sunday as a, a a shaky kind of doesn't make you feel good kind of win or one that makes you feel better about where this team's going?
1: makes me feel better about where the team's going because they they keep winning they 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 have they're not it's now four straight wins. They have not all been the same. They've had to deal with all sorts of different uh, adversity. That, you know, you had mentioned before the offensive line getting reshuffled before the game and then during the game the way it did for the Rams to be able to run the way they did and for Matt Stafford to not end up constantly in trouble with the line reshuffling the way it did. Like Those things in mm-hmm. and of itself make me feel really good about just where they're heading right now. It, it feels like they they're just gelling more than they had earlier in the season or certainly in the middle of the season feels like uh odell beckham jr is more on the same page with everybody else yeah i feel he's really been,
0: good he's been so much better than i thought he was gonna be it's so hard to integrate guys like that yeah? in the middle of the season um all right you asked a really good question though because uh the the three other times sean McVay has been to the playoffs with the rams it has been with jared goff Mm -hmm. as a quarterback once he got to the Super Bowl but most of the time by the the time Jared Goff was gone I think we could all agree we're all a little over Jared Goff Mm -hmm. is Stafford do you feel better how good should you feel about Stafford given his playoff performance we'll talk about that next this podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza the number one pick in Detroit
1: style pizza why it's simple
0: So we had one of those moments uh, during the break, and We, you know, a little confusion over the rundown, this and that, and we, I mean, we couldn't read something because Andy couldn't see it because his eyes are too old. <laughs> I mean- it was He couldn't see it. He was, you know, trying to do the thing where you pull it, if you near you, it's farther away. It's the highlighter is dark
1: green. It's not even like Kelly I mean, green. I can see it. It's like pine. Your eyes are older than mine. You're right? under one of those big lamps, though. Yeah. <laughs> You're under one of those big lamps that could be a tanning lamp. My
0: eyes don't see so good. This other one he just turned on. I could see it. All I'm saying is I could see it, Andy, and I knew knew what was happening and you didn't. Well, then you know what? You should (laughs) have opened your fat
1: mouth and done something. I thought
0: you were on top of it. You instead were of bragging paper, about your eyesight. I was, you were holding up the paper, I thought, ready to read. It was because you couldn't see well, it. Well,
1: clearly I'm <laughs> struggling to see something. I, I, be proactive. <laughs> Again, be proactive instead of sitting on your ass in your head bragging about your, your eyesight. Why don't
0: you not be so vain and maybe bring uh, a proper pair of spectacles? You contact. You need to add some readers or a <laughs> monocle or something like <laughs> that to your old man eyes. Again.
1: It's the dark, like other than highlighting this in black it's about as dark Can we as get you a bigger
0: get. font? For, do you use big font on your phone yet? Big no. <laughs> no. Will you ever? I'm never going to go to Dependent. big font. I don't <laughs> care how I don't care how much I can't use my phone.
1: <laughs> well, I'm never going to go to big font. I don't think I legitimately don't need to go to big font right now. I also legitimately don't know how to do it. (laughs) So even if I But someone
0: could someone could help you with that. Like if needed. That that does Which also is an indicator you might need big font. If you need somebody to help you get to big
1: font, you might need big font. I know you need it at the moment. But that also that's really when it feels like you're just giving up. Yep. (laughs) You can get like
0: even with like the new iPhones that are a little bit bigger, you can get like four words on that thing.
1: It's the equivalent when you go to the nursing home home and someone's reading the reader's digest <laughs> in the huge print like it's it's the modern day you go to the restaurant and you have to bring
0: the the magnifying glass and
1: the and, mm. and, the, and the light <laughs> yeah so
0: you can roll it over it's your. it's the
1: 21st century equivalent of giving up yeah um so um it's time for straight
0: talk Andy. <laughs> that wasn't it that wasn't that was that was an intervention but it wasn't straight talk brought to you by straight talk wireless the rams are going to go into the playoffs um, for the fourth time in five years under Sean McVay, the first time though with Matt Stafford, and the big question really becomes: Are how much better off are they? Um, all year long, we've basically been saying, you know, it's pretty clear the Rams can do a lot of stuff that McVay wanted to do but was reluctant to because he didn't trust Goff. Clearly, trusts Stafford more, but the playoffs are a different deal, and Stafford. Has never won a playoff game, so it's reasonable to ask, how much more confident are you in him in the Rams and whatever with Stafford at quarterback, rather than Goff? So I'll ask you, how much
1: more confident are you? I'm definitely more confident in Stafford than Goff. I mean the 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 year that they went to the Super Bowl, Jared Goff, to be fair to him, I think played well enough. Where it did not feel like they were going to the playoffs in spite of Jared Goff. Like, I think that gets remembered now that way, and it isn't accurate. Jared Goff was not like the way he was down the stretch, where he felt his final season in LA, he felt borderline unplayable at times. Jared Goff was not that the year they went to the Super Bowl. No, and
0: Sean McVay kept bending Goff's thumb back last year so Wofford could play. (laughs) Like, that
1: was a sign. Little, Little John Wofford. All oh, five love, foot four of them. Love that little guy. Yeah, it you took about right it took pocket. about a game though. I think for for McVay to realize, all right, you know what, this guy might be more of a sentimental favorite than an yeah, actual. He reminds object. me an awful
0: lot of me, which <laughs> yes. which I like. But yes.
1: yeah. let's let's not be too vain about. you <laughs> go this. get someone else, right? But uh, Jared Goff that season was solid. He was not the reason they got to the Super Bowl. They were not getting to the Super Bowl though, in spite of Jared Goff. He just he regressed each year, I think, under uh, with the Rams, and also, too, and, and this is something that I don't think gets talked about enough in terms of the, the big-picture question with the Rams and the direction that they were moving in leading up to now, which, like I said before, I think they're moving in a positive direction. They have never recovered from their peak to where they are now since Todd Gurley either wasn't Todd Gurley or wasn't even on the team. Todd Gurley was ultimately more than – Whoever was playing quarterback mm-hmm. more than whoever was coaching, more than personnel, line schemes, whatever. Todd Gurley was the reason that offense was special and impossible to defend. It was him more than anybody right, else. But you didn't need great quarterbacking no. with Gurley. No. No. To- Todd Gurley was He was a, those couple years, his best two years with the Rams. That dude was a unicorn. That dude did everything you could have possibly yeah. needed. From a player, from a running back. He could run, he could catch, he could block. Mm-hmm. You could have him out there as a legitimate three-down guy. He was, until he started getting hurt, an absolute horse. He was incredible.
0: But uh, as far the as... The closest thing I could come up with, is, is the analog, is is Marshall Falk when the, when yes. the Rams were winning Super Bowl in yes. St. Louis.
1: It's actually a great
0: comparison. Yeah, and, and, and that's what he was to that team. Yeah,
1: that, that is actually a really, really good way of uh, framing it. As far as Stafford goes, he's had 3 playoff appearances in his career. He is 0 for 3 in those. Each time he lost to a team that got eliminated the next round in the NFC. So he never faced an eventual Super Bowl winner and got eliminated there. Um the first time he lost uh, to Drew Brees, uh to the Saints and Drew Brees definitely got outplayed pretty handily by Drew Brees, not like they go up against each other, but still Next game in 2014, or the 2014 season, uh, they lost to the Cowboys and Tony Romo. His progression started going a little bit downward. Then the last time he was in the playoffs for the 2016 season, uh, did not play particularly well. 18 for 32, only 205 yards. To be fair, uh, their best rusher was someone named Zach Zenner. And the leading receiver for the Lions, Marvin Jones. Yeah, not Marvin Mm -hmm. Jones. So That's not a good team. Well, progressively over those three seasons, he had less to work with. You know, He had a more relatively diminishing version of Calvin Johnson. First time there, second time there, third time in the playoffs, Calvin Johnson was not on mm-hmm. the team. He had uh, steadily less uh, running help, steadily less talent around him. So on one hand, there's the question of how much is he supposed to actually be doing in those scenarios? The other question is just, is he a guy that can elevate you, you know, a, a right. notch above what's actually I,
0: I, there? I look at and that's that to me is the bigger question. It's like Stafford is obviously good enough. I think particularly in a in in the Sean McVay offense, and you know, you look at at the explosion of Cooper Cup this year, that is in part related to having a better quarterback to get him the ball on time in the right spot, all that kind of stuff, and. You know, Stafford is prone to, I think, a lot of the mistakes that big-armed quarterbacks have, which is where they think they can throw the ball anywhere to anyone at any time. And, you know, he gets himself into trouble, and there are definitely... Th- it is it is 100% believable Stafford could do something really dumb in the playoffs and cost them with an interception or cost them, you know... In, in a, but I, he is clearly better than Goff. He, he opens up the playbook more than Goff. And I think the other thing that is critical is, you mentioned Todd Gurley. Sony Michelle isn't Todd Gurley, but he does give the Rams a reliable four-quarter running game that they can lean on so they don't need Stafford to do what he was trying to do in Detroit, which was win the game basically based on Stafford having a, a superhuman effort.
1: Or Calvin Johnson having or, a superhuman right, effort. Or
0: Stafford throwing the ball to Calvin Johnson having, you know, all that. They have, a, like, Aaron Donald was terrifying against Minnesota.
1: Yes, he was.
0: I mean, just terrifying. He was everywhere on that field. Jalen Ramsey did a, particularly in the first half, as the Rams were taking control of the game, was all over Justin Jefferson, basically erased him from that game. Like, you start putting the star corner, the Aaron Donald rush. Floyd has been really good, um, you know, a- along that line The defensive as
1: well. front for the Rams, period, just, is really good. It's
0: just, they've been, and, and and you start to see what they're doing. The linebacking core is held up, although Jones got hurt yesterday. I have to see what happens there. You know, and they don't need Stafford to be incredible. They've got a reliable kicker now. Matt Gay is going to the Pro Bowl it's they are in a in a place where they're getting kind of the best combination they have a much better quarterback who they don't need to be much better which allow is going to give them a lot of flexibility i think to to do well so i mean i i don't care that matt stafford is zero and three in the playoffs i i do not care in the slightest i don't think it's I don't think it's relevant. I don't think it's applicable. I don't think he's ever been in a position where he could go out and would be supposed to win. The Rams probably host a first-round game. They have a chance to get up to the two-seed. Dallas may or may not let them, but even if they win the division as a three, they're going to host a game. If he wets the bed in that game, plays horribly, the Rams lose, okay, we we can have a talk. But until that... I don't think I don't think the three games
1: matter in well, the slightest. You mentioned before uh, what Sony Michelle can do in terms of easing that load off Stafford and making it not be just about him. And what's amazing, by the way, in this conversation, we haven't even said Cooper Cup's name. Um, no, just in passing. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's it's amazing the season that he's having right now. He's not going to end up winning MVP because that just doesn't happen. Are we sure? I don't think it's going to happen. I don't.
0: I, yeah, I mean it's. I, I the, even if he deserves, it's like it's one of those things where you kind of look at it and you go like, nobody's thinking about voting for Cooper Cup. It doesn't seem like the kind of person. Well, who wins I an think MVP. for
1: I think for a receiver to win it, it, you have to shatter every record. He's only going to shatter a couple records, right? But he's not going to shatter everyone. Yeah, I, and and I think you have to be
0: seen as a bigger star going into the season. Well, here. I don't think we just we don't the think only pushback we, don't think of Cooper Cup in
1: that way right. Man. But the only pushback that I would have against against that is just that other than Aaron Rodgers, you know, you got like a Jonathan Taylor. He's not a bigger star than Cooper Cup, like, and he's not somebody that was thought of as a star heading into this. And, and I think he's got as good a chance as anybody. I guess maybe not named Rodgers to end up winning this thing. He's not really a star, you know. Like top, Brady's always going to be in that conversation, but. I don't think it's been a dominant season by Brady. No, that team's been all over the place. Right, exactly. So I, I think Cup I don't think the star power or lack thereof is what prevented him from winning it. Doesn't help you, though. It doesn't help, but I think really what it is is you got to retrain your mind as a voter, as somebody, you know, caught up in NFL culture to think about a wide receiver that way and as incredible as Cup's numbers have been this year. I mean, they are unbelievable. I don't think they're going to reach a place where in 17 games, like I mean, in 16 games, excuse me, like the 17th in terms of shattering records, people are going to say, "Well, he got an extra we got game." got an extra game, right? Exactly. I don't think he will do quite enough. Well, he still could do the the trifecta thing of yards, catches, and touchdowns. But if he does it though in 17 games, as opposed, but this to 16, is I relative to the rest of the league, sure but i'm i'm i'll i'll vote for him i don't have an issue voting for him i'm just saying you're asking why me what do you, i think why, will it, happen-
0: why andy hates cooper cup coming up
1: next <laughs> you're asking me what i think will happen that's what i think will happen ultimately he will not be deemed having done enough for that position to win not saying it should be the way just it is
0: um all right so that's straight talk wireless no contract no compromise that was some straight talk from straight talk wireless i should say um we got a lot of stuff we want to get into, including who, who the person who may be the single bravest member of the media. Uh, we discovered this woman <laughs> yesterday uh, on an NFL Sunday. But next, Andy, we've got to go from the happy stuff to the more distressing things. And uh, Russell Westbrook and a terrible Lakers loss again on Christmas and a sliding Lakers team. A lot of Lakers stuff coming up uh, next.
1: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details.
0: Keep forgetting where the buttons are. Like the, Things have moved. The phones look different. 710 ESPN, Brian Kamenetsky, Andy Kamenetsky filling in for Travis and Al. Um, we got Ask Slee coming up next. Obviously, they're not there, so it's really Ask a Kamenetsky, which, by the way, was a, is, has been a long-running podcast segment. Uh, with the with the Kamanetsky brothers now on the locked on Lakers podcast which you can hear five days a week. Got to ten thirty one before we made a plug for the podcast. I think that was pretty darn restrained on our part. Um,
1: I think we were wasting half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how I feel so, about it. Send us questions
0: at Cam Brothers. We got a couple in already or you can call eight seven 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 ten ESPN send it at ESPN Los Angeles as well. We'll do that next segment. Um the Lakers are in trouble. Andy. They've lost 5 games in a row. Um I mean they're going to make the playoffs in one form or another. Like we're, I'm not very like they're like they're going to be out of the play like 10 teams make the play like, you
1: but more bad is going to have to happen. but like as I often say Brian, league's going to find a find a way to make it happen one way or another. Well, the
0: other. they'll move to 11 if they need to. Yeah. But big picture they've got problems yes, because they, do. they lost again on sun on Saturday um lebron james continues to ball out in ways that are pretty impressive for
1: anyone let alone a guy who's going to turn 37 this week uh no he did not turn 37 this week he turned 37 today oh today happy, today, happy birthday LeBron. I be- i'm double checking i believe today is lebron james's 37th birthday what do you get the guy who has everything A win in Houston. So, excuse me. I'm sorry. Three days ahead. Sorry, my bad. Okay. I I misread a tweet. It's the 30th. It's the 30th. I misread a tweet about his birthday. Um, What do you get for the guy who has everything? Better teammates. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, Better GM skills for himself. Um, So we'll we'll get into that. But like broadly speaking, they've got problems because Anthony Davis is going to be out for a while longer. The defense uh, has really fallen in a major way in the four games since he was sidelined. And LeBron is putting out an enormous amount of, of energy for the Lakers to lose games, um, sometimes by a lot. This is bad. It's like there's no way to like kind of sugarcoat this. It's bad. And I'm not totally
1: sure how it gets better anytime soon. An overarching issue for this team all season that they've been dealing with literally since training camp opened and Trevor Ariza immediately went to the surgery table is they didn't even practice. They have had no continuity whatsoever. They have had no ability to build on anything. So you could get to a point like this where it's like, okay, we're missing Anthony Davis, but everybody else is here. And we've worked this thing, and we know what everybody else is supposed to be doing. We work well off each other. We can find ways to cobble this thing together, even without AD. It's going to be really hard. We're going to take some losses. But at least we know what we're supposed to be doing. They don't have that. I mean, between all the new faces that they brought in, this was a radically revamped roster. You could argue unnecessarily radically revamped, but here we are. They've had guys in and out of the lineup due to COVID, due to injuries, due to suspension, all these different elements. Frank Vogel has missed several games because of the COVID protocols. Still haven't seen Kendrick Nunn. Still have not seen Kendrick Nunn. And whatever you think this team's ceiling possibly is, however high you think it is, however much you think they overestimated what it is, they have had legitimately no opportunity to go out and discover that. And they are not just running you know, out of time to really build up the best version of themselves, at least conceivably. They're getting so outwardly frustrated by the just the lack of opportunity to even fail in earnest. You know what I mean? Like to actually be able to go out there and say, you know what, we've got all the pieces and just done work. It's funny, like I was in with
0: Ramona... The week that they beat, I guess we two, not last week, but the week before after the Dallas game, you know, the, the Austin Reeves shot and you start to it just started to feel safe, like where you could kind of be like, look, you know, there's not going to be a, a like a, a, a magic thing that happens or a switch or whatever, however you want to frame it where everything just clicks into place. And all of a sudden the Lakers look like the Lakers, but the big three was there. Um, they were missing other guys. But, you know, the three guys that matter the most were all available to play and they could start when they were winning more games And had one seven of 10. You kind of peek at the offense and the offense is middle of the pack, which for them has been really good because the offense currently is about 21st, 22nd in the league uh, in terms of efficiency. The defense got into the top 10. If you looked at the defense over those 10 games, it was in the top eight. and It was like, OK, like, you know, it's not perfect and it's still frustrating, but it's going in the right direction. I apologize and I'm gonna apologize on that on behalf of Ramona as well. For jinxing it, for speaking optimistically about the team, for feeling, you know what, we're going near the holidays, near Christmas. Let's be happy and start looking for the good and stuff. Because the instant that happened, then then everything then AD got hurt and Vogel went into the protocols, and now Ariza's in the protocols, and everyone's in the protocols, and, and they, they've lost five straight since that Dallas game.
1: So it's I guess it's on me as much as anyone. Well, here's here's what I think you and Ramona and a lot of people did. You guys mistook a feel-good story, which was Austin Reeves hitting that game winner, you know, the undrafted two-way player on a, you know, I guess now on a semi big boy contract with the team doing something like that with feel good progress
0: no 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 but i was looking at the whole 10 games Andy. i was looking at nah, the 10 15 nah, games. because if they if they had one won, seven of 10 now nah, if they nah. had won that trends game. in the right nah, direction nah. i i did not declare them cured no but that i just said you know the what? austin maybe reeves, we can start
1: maybe no. feeling a little bit better about this team austin reeves hitting that shot made that win feel 10 times more like what would ever lead you in that direction than it would have otherwise if they had just won by three if it hadn't, if they just,
0: just had, you know, if, if Wayne Ellington hits yeah, the game-winning exactly, shot,
1: exactly. Austin Reeves made it feel more like something than it actually was in retrospect. Yeah, but they won, sure, they won. But I'm saying they
0: hadn't, but they'd been losing. We we talked about this on the podcast. Didn't I know. Slide another one in there in the same segment. But, you know, it's like, called Locked On Lakers. They five days a week wherever you get your podcast. Yes, they You they, plugged it. You didn't say the name. The name is what matters. <laughs> they had been losing sure those games. I understand that. That they managed to win. And again, it's just it's like it's 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 you've been in in horrible hurricane weather. You've been and you look outside and it's like, you know what, the rain, it's still raining. We've got a lot of damage to clean up. We got things there, you know, tree branches and whatnot. But it's like you you can see the potential for it to get better. And plus Ramona just wanted to talk about happy things. Yeah. But yeah. like, you know. But like so it was in it, it, my god, like but that was that wasn't even 2 weeks ago. It tells you how quick things can can really change. God, that feels like a lifetime ago. It really, it does. really does. Parshikas Austin Reeves has literally disappeared. Like he yeah. went. Austin Reeves went into the protocols as soon as that was done. Um, we've got ask Slee. I want to let you know, ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline 710 ESPN. If you have a, a question for ask Kamenetsky, uh today instead of ask Slee, as Slee is not here, um, but we will get back to this with the Lakers because Russell Westbrook was at the center, Andy, of an enormous amount of of consternation and angst and anger after the Christmas Day game, um, and people are they're upset. <laughs> they're they're upset. So we'll get to that. But ask Slee slash ask Kamenetsky is next eight seven 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 ten ESPN seven ten ESPN. You guys don't have, like, an Ask Slee with theme? Like, does it doesn't have music?
1: This is a theme song. Oh, yes, this is it. a reggae theme
0: song. If it doesn't say, like, Ask Slee.
1: <laughs> well, you're getting in some uh, dangerous territory right there, Brian.
0: Those are the only lyrics I could come up with for the Ask Slee theme. Um... All right, it's Ask Slee time. Brian Kiminowski, Andy. I just was, I thought there'd be like, you know, with Morales, everything's a freaking production. Yeah. I figured there'd be like a 45 second or a 50 second some sort of thing.
1: Thought there'd be more of a bit involved.
0: Right, more of a bit, more of, frankly, Morales featuring himself. Yes. Um, How can I inject myself into this program? But really,
1: it becomes Ask Morales uh, through Slee when Travis talking. Where he actually
0: takes questions in the intro.
1: Oh. He would love that. He would love that. I, I'm not going to lie, I would be riveted listening to Ask Morales. I am
0: more <laughs> curious about I the inner workings of
1: Morales than I am, Alan. I'm telling you right now. I feel like I got Alan. like is, I got it. Like that is must listen radio. Ask Morales. Like asking
0: Slee is really about asking Alan questions that make Alan. You
1: know, for Ask Morales, I think I'd pay for it, like a pay per view. Yes. Yes. Like, That's
0: like it's a GoFundMe for the station. At well, the meantime,
1: <laughs> it's a GoFundMe for the station. Eventually, when Morales's answer get the station taken off air, but like, like it would, the station would lose its license within a week at least, if you did if it ask takes Morales. That, if it
0: takes that long, just you have to have your finger on the button. But like, asks Lee is all about making Alan uncomfortable, which is just asking Alan a question. Yeah, any question really makes him uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You could learn some things, dark, well, dark things. Things that you don't speak of in polite company. You don't even asking see, Morales.
1: Some of the stuff with Morales, you don't even speak about in impolite company. No, I mean he's sort of like, <laughs> like he's just...
0: sort of like Voldemort. Like you just don't say his name or a lot of well, stuff out loud.
1: Like it's Voldemort but
0: pervier. Oh yeah, <laughs> like with, with with pervy. more criminality. Yes, <laughs>
1: inconceivable. <He's...
0: laughs> but again, I would listen. I am here. I, oh yeah, no, because that came up like. Brian, because I, you know, I had to be reminded of some of the new bits that they're doing on Mason and Ireland. Man, I got stuff to do. I'm not like listening. You let you let us go. <laughs> I'm not going to be listening every day. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not that much of a company guy when I'm not with the company anymore. Um, but I will tune in. Oh, specifically for that, I will make sure I don't schedule calls during <laughs> Ask. Mar- I will put my work down.
1: Yes, I am here for Ask. Yeah. Mar- yeah. All right. <laughs> anyway,
0: let's get to Ask Sling. Boring version of it.
1: All right. Uh, one from. At lazy Batman 13. <laughs> Do you think the most coaching optimized.
0: You know what I love about that? What? It implies that there's a lazy Batman 1 through 12.
1: Do you think the most coaching optimized, fully healthy version of these Lakers can win the title? A, heck yeah, absolutely. B, strong contender. C, I don't know. D, nope, need to make coaching and personnel changes.
0: C feels like a pun
1: here. I don't know. I mean, t- technically. You know what though? I Before think, you get to your answer, I don't know is actually a legitimate response. And
0: by the way, it's an underused response in sports radio. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Um, of those choices, I am throwing out a heck yes, absolutely. We have we have officially dropped out of heck yeah, absolutely territory with these Lakers. Um, I will say B, the most coaching optimized, fully healthy version of these Lakers could be strong contenders for a title. I don't think they'd be the favorites, but I think legit strong contenders. I could go with that. But there's a lot of distance between where we are now and the fully optimized version
1: of this team. Well, that's what I thought they were going to be heading into the season. Even with all the questions about Russell Westbrook in terms of fit and necessity and the byproduct of everything you traded to get rid of him and not re-signing Caruso, all of different elements – my my thought process on this was always if the Lakers can reach their highest upside version of themselves, that's going to be really good because by definition, that's not easy to reach. Mm-hmm. So if you reached it, that's going to be very difficult to stop. The biggest question I have right now is, like, let's just say, and this feels like a bit of a reach in and of itself, but let's just do it. Anthony Davis is back within the four-week re-evaluation period they take a look at him like you know what he healed up from this <laughs>
0: anthony davis notoriously fast healer again gets back quicker again, than it- the window expects
1: indulge me sure indulge <laughs> i will me.
0: yes and through sure. this
1: segment indulge me yes he gets back on the quick end of okay. this, and the lakers stop going in and out of the protocols they stop having these consistent injuries all that stuff is there enough time to reach that highest optimized version of themselves
0: no, is the answer to that. But is is there enough is there enough time to reach a version of it? Probably, but man, alive is it thin. They're not going to be the best, fully most fully realized version of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, but they maybe could get good enough. Um, this one. From L.A.L. Never, our friend Never on Twitter, follows us at Cam Brothers, long-time follow. Thank you very much. He goes back to the L.A. Time blog days. That's right. The NBA is leaning towards an in-season tournament where there will be a $1 million individual payout. What do you think the general consensus from the Lakers would be in participating, considering they are top-heavy with max contracts, but nearly all are the everyone else is on a minimum deal? Uh, there are really two questions here. First, do you like this idea? I think it's really stupid.
1: It's not for me and it's not for you. It's for a younger generation of NBA fans that will grow up with this being a thing mm-hmm. and it becomes normalized to them and it becomes something that they get excited about watching. To us it feels completely made up and forced. It's not
0: the made up part like if if there was a way to do it like they do it and it's modeled after international soccer. Right. And what makes it work in international soccer is you take teams that are elite and put them together that play in different leagues that would never otherwise play. And so it's really cool. And so I get it. The the problem is you're just taking NBA teams and and offering to pay them. That's what
1: I'm saying. It's made up. There's... It's made up in the sense. I just of the don't. But I also don't
0: think it's the stakes are going to be enough to make people all of the
1: it. players it's, it's, care. When I'm saying made up, I mean like you are making up stakes. Like you are pretending that there is something to this. Like the model you were talking about, you would fly in different teams from around the world and have them play. It against would be an right, NBA if they, team.
0: It would be cool if there were. Equivalent teams in Europe, equivalent teams in whatever, that in like you could really do like a real World Cup. Like that, I would stop the season for and I would watch. That would be neat. Right.
1: But like, this ain't it. Right. The play in, which I think has been a great idea so far, the mm-hmm. reason that works is you are just enhancing the playoffs that everybody cares about anyway and they've grown conditioned to care about. But if you started doing this in season tournament that both of us feel like it's just manufactured and forced. If this is going on for 15, 20 years whatever, NBA fans much younger than us that have grown accustomed to thinking of this as something that matters, they will get excited about
0: it. Maybe. If they'll they'll only care if the players care. And the sure. pl- now, my question, the second part of this is is a million dollars enough to get the players and the franchises to care? Because as this person as as never points out, LeBron James, you know, Pooped a million dollars <laughs> in the time it took him to to even consider the thought of maybe
1: TMI, man. Um, <laughs>
0: like, Damn. The I mean, they, 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 like a million dollars for LeBron no, is know. like going to Starbucks and buying a you know a venti cappuccino for it's the rest of what he spends us. every year. On it's his expensive,
1: body. man. It's expensive. Yeah.
0: You know you you know, but for you know Austin Reeves, an extra million bucks basically doubles his salary. So I could see where the low paying guys would care, but if the franchise players don't care aren't invested are banged up want to sit out like no t- no franchise is going to want to risk their franchise players for they you know getting hurt in meaningless games and i'm not sure how many franchise players will care about the million dollars in a way that makes it worth it other than caring on behalf of Austin Reed
1: well okay that's actually where i think it, the the issue comes into play the million dollars, you're right. For a lot of these guys, it's not that much. But at the same time, as it's a we've million,
0: seen, it's a, it's
1: a million dollars, and you know, you and I have spent enough time around professional athletes. We've been to like movie star type stuff. If there's any sect of people that loves free crap they don't need, it's athletes and movie stars and celebrities, radio hosts. Yeah. Well, yes. And hey guys. guys as well. Hey guys. No, I, got I got one hosts. real quick. I got one real quick. This is from Huggy Bear seventy five. <laughs> Uh, what fictional school from a movie or TV show would you guys like to attend? West Beverly. I knew you were going to say that. I, 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 I shouldn't even ask a question. I feel I feel like I went there anyway. <laughs> like, like I I get to just live my imagination. And why was it West Beverly High? Because uh, you can't have Beverly Hills le- High. Legal it's a real school. <laughs> yes.
0: <Right. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they got sign off from the actual school district. West, um,
1: West Beverly's up there.
0: I gotta be honest with you. I'm not even so like I've never read the books. I've watched the movies, sort of in passing, with my kids and all that kind of stuff. I'd like to go visit and like attend Hogwarts for a year. I mean, that'd be kind of cool. All the you know mythical magical food flying around the giant banquets and so
1: you want to be a little Harry Potter.
0: Take that train. <laughs> you take like you got to go to the the magic. You go through the magic fireplace to
1: get to the weird train station. And all that. that'd be kind of cool. What I want to know is like I'd do that for a year. I want to hear from the people that choose, like, the school from Lean On Me, because that's, like, a step up from where they were. <laughs> like, that that feels like a vacation. That school. Like, I, I want to hear from someone that that sounds awesome. What about
0: awesome. Haber? <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one? It, it was it was then the name of the school in Animal House? Haber? Haber College or whatever? Faber. 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 That's a college. Right. See, that was included in there, right? College?
1: Yeah, that could but be A fictional fun. school or, right. you know.
0: it's a fictional school.
1: Okay. Yeah, that could, I mean. Party school. <laughs> You just had to be in the part of the right frat. Yeah, that's true. Um, all right, well, the
0: music's over. So apparently, that was Ask Slee. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook.
1: Mm, kind of have to.
0: People were very upset. Yes, they were, man. Very upset <laughs> with Russell Westbrook on Saturday. Angry. Russell Westbrook, for a lot of people, ruined Christmas. Yes, he But did. is Russell Westbrook the problem for the Lakers? We'll talk about that next. Kamenetsky Brothers filling in for Travis and Allen, 710 ESPN.